We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. It's your one-stop shop for all things greed and gold. My name is Mike Wellens. I'm joined this week by Mark Ackle and Mark, week four... In guys are starting to drop a little bit more. Obviously, Zedaria Smith out long-term for the Packers this season. But Pittsburgh coming to town, and with how these teams are trending, the Packers seem to be in a pretty decent spot against a struggling Steelers team. Yeah, I like to – I mean, I love the fact that the game's at Lambeau and not Heinz Field for number one. Um, but, I, you know, the most dangerous kind of team to play is a desperate team. And the Steelers are are a desperate team. I mean, they're one and two. They got off to a great start. Up, upset Buffalo first week of the season. Uh, now they've lost two straight. Two straight. Um, they lost to the Bengals last week, which um, you know a bad division loss for them. Uh, they, I mean, they lose to Green Bay. They're one and three. They're they're mired in last place and in, in a pretty good NFC North. I mean, Baltimore and Cleveland are, I think, two of the better teams in the AFC, and. Cincinnati's three and one. Don't look now, but the Bengals are three and one. So a Steeler loss would would could really do um, do some damage to to them long long term. Uh, which kind of, like I said, kind of scares me a little bit to be playing a team that's. Even I think the Packers are a better team, and I'm thank God it's home. If this game was in Pittsburgh, I'd I'd really be be concerned. Uh, but I think the Packers coming home after a good win. Um, should be focused and, and should find a way to to beat a Pittsburgh team that, like, that as you said, has has been struggling early in the season. 100%. Yeah, you're right. And after Pittsburgh beat Buffalo in week one, it seemed like they, maybe they were going to be back under under Roethlisberger and Tomlin. But they, they got wrecked by injuries the past couple of weeks. Obviously, T.J. Watt not playing last week. He'll be back this week. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster getting hurt last week. Deontay Johnson was hurt last week. They're getting a lot of those guys back, but they will be without one of their starting tackles in uh, Okora 4. Chase Claypool's questionable. But the Packers are beat up as well. I mean, obviously, MVS is out. Zedary Smith on injury reserve long-term. Jenkins, doubtful again. King, doubtful. 
it's gonna be and it's gonna be some new faces gonna have to step up for for both teams and I wonder if the Packers will promote uh, Equinemius St. Brown from the practice squad for another week. Will we see more Amari Rogers or Randall Cobb out there without without MVS and and who, how are they gonna change the offense without that super deep threat that Valdez Scantling brings? Yeah, that's the thing. It's not just what he does. When 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 Rogers throws him the ball, which is obviously you know he, he's a big play waiting to happen, but he does things that you don't notice. Like he'll he'll run a deep route, and that you, you have to re- respect that the, the the defense has to be aware of him. So he's taking like the, the old quote or cliche, you know, he takes the top off the defense. So he that opens up things for Devontae Adams and and and, and Robert Tunyon and uh, Lazard, whoever else is, is running underneath. Because of MVS's speed, it just it makes everyone else a little bit better. So without having him, and it's amazing. This is the first game he he's going to miss in his his what is this is this his fourth year? That, that he, he's got a pretty good run there. But and it looks like he's going to be out a couple weeks. It looks like they're going to put him on on injured reserve. If they do that, I'm with you. I my just a, just a speculation is that the they would bring up St. Brown. Um, off the practice squad, who also has good speed, not not MBS speed, but he's he's faster than the other receiver that they have. Uh, again, I'm not the biggest St. Brown fan, but um, he does know the offense. He's been in it for for years now, um, so he he should be able to contribute some ways. Uh, Rogers and, and Cobb, they're more, you know they're they're slot guys. I think they'll get the I think we'll see them getting the ball more this week. Um, but the key, as it was last week, and they did a great job, is protecting Aaron Rodgers. You know, Pittsburgh, you know, like you said, Watt's back. He's not 100%, but he's still back. Um, they have um, Ingram, who's a pretty good pass rusher. Um, Casey Hayward still causes trouble in the middle. I mean, Pittsburgh, got, San Francisco had a, real, had a really good front last week, and the Packers, I thought, did a great job handling those, those guys. Billy Turner, I thought, played out of his mind. D, D. Ford wasn't even. I mean, he didn't even play. It looked like. I mean, he wasn't a factor in 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 the least. And um, as great as Bosa is, they did a really good job against him. But but they got you know they they faced another good front this week in the Steelers. So that offensive line that played that got a lot of accolades last week, they have to do it again. For sure. And you look at this defense with the guys they got back. They also got Alex Highsmith back. So their top two edges are back. You have Ingram backing them up. You got Devin Bush and Schobert in the middle who can do some good things. Obviously, he makes it Cameron Hayward. And even as the secondary is pretty solid. I mean, Megan Fitzpatrick's an all-pro. Joe Hayden has been good for a long time. This could be an absolute slugfest. And, and I'm not I'm not sure it might, it'll get to the over-under 45.5, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. This could be a lower-scoring game, and I feel like this is a game where Green Bay is going to try and run the ball a lot more than what they've been the first few weeks to try and control things and and get that keep that defense on the field longer for Pittsburgh because obviously their strength. Pittsburgh's offense is not much to write home about right now. Ben Roethlisberger seems like his arm is pretty much done, and we've seen some of their interesting play calls, to say the least, like a 4th and 10 little dump off to a running back. I, I don't know what Pittsburgh's offense has right now. They're, they have some good receivers, but their offensive line is an absolute mess. Right, and that and that leads to the other side, yeah, that the Packers, and 
for the first two weeks, they really didn't get much pressure at all against the, uh, they got none against New Orleans and minimal against, they little bit in the second half against the Lions, I guess, when they knew what the Lions, once they got the lead. Um, last week, the passers stepped up a bit, and they have to do it again against it. This will be the worst offensive line the Packers have seen thus far. And where it's no Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith and uh, Kenny, Kenny Clark. And then, you know, those those three I'm pretty confident. But then another guy has – somebody else has to step up, whether it's on the defensive line or if they, if they blitz a, um, one of the inside guys, uh, Campbell maybe. Um, Burks – Oren Burks is playing more and more and has been kind of active. I admit, maybe you'll see a little bit of him come on a blitz. But they have to get – Ben isn't Ben anymore. I mean, like like you said. I mean, I love the guy. I think he's a, I think he's a Hall of Famer. But he's not what he was. Um, you talk about the, what the Packers' offense might do. I think I think the Packers' defense is going to get a big dose of Najee Harris, both running and receiving. I mean, he's I believe he's leading. It's early in the season, obviously, but I believe he's leading all backs this year in both catches and and yards. Um, you know, the the rookie from Alabama who. You know, he, he was a, a criticized first-round pick by the Steelers because people thought they should have paid more attention to their offensive line, uh, but they took the back instead. Um, but he's been—I mean, he's—he's he's a good player, and the, and the Packers are going to have to be be aware of him both as a runner, but even more so, I think, as a as a receiver. Um, we've seen you know backs out of the backfield hurt the Packers in the past, and hopefully now with you know Barnes and Campbell as their inside linebackers. Maybe they're a little more um, suited to uh, cover backs out of the backfield now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I think so. Campbell especially is definitely more of that sideline to sideline guy. He's, he's fusing off to a great start. And Burns is getting healthier. He's He was able to practice on Thursday and Friday after his concussion last week, so that's definitely trending the right way for him. Talk about Oren Burks. I think Burks is going to get some more run as well, and I think he, he's going to make an impact. He's, he's shown some pretty good juice getting after the quarterback. He was a big part of helping with that forced fumble or that fumble on against San Francisco that Garoppolo through straight down and backwards. He came through, was able to step up, and, and they were able to collapse the pocket with him and getting him, getting through into that. And Pittsburgh's offense, it's weird, because you're right, Nacho Harris is, is a good back. He's going to get better and better, and he's a load to bring down like Roethlisberger is, even though Ben can't move. 
he's you also gonna have problems getting him to the ground because he's so strong. The receivers aren't aren't that. Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't break tackles very well. Johnson hasn't done a great job breaking tackles. Claypool, they don't even know if he's going to play. And with Joe Hag now at right tackle, this could be a day for hopefully Kingsley Kiki to get his season on track, or maybe we'll see more if what Lancaster brought last week. He seemed to have some extra juice as a rusher. If Heflin plays, that could be a guy who can maybe get a couple little pressures here and there. But it's going to come down to Smith, Gary, and a guy like Garvin, who's going to need to get the corner. And because they're, they're going to need to keep Rosberger in that pocket, but they're going to be doing those quick little three, four-yard dump-offs as well. And railing to the ball might even be more important. Well, yeah, you don't, you don't want to, I mean, like you said, a guy like Najee Harris, isn't, he's like, he doesn't, it takes more than one guy to bring him down. Even. So you, you're going to want that, that gang tackling, um, both when he's running and receiving, especially when he's when he's re- receiving because, you know, he'll have a little bit of mo- momentum going with him. Um, yeah, you don't want him lined up like like, like with a safety. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. And I think the Steelers, they're still the Steelers. I mean, they're not, they're not playing well. Their offense isn't playing well. Um, I'm not ready to give up on them, and they're gonna, like you said, their their game plan is probably gonna be, you know, keep it close, run the ball, don't take chances. Um, we're gonna, I mean, the fact that, and like we said, we'll we'll get to this later, but the fact that that over under, that's probably the lowest I've seen a Packer over under in a long time at 45 and a half. Packers are usually always in the high 40s, 50s, so it's it's probably gonna be. You know, the game will probably stay in the twenties. If, if that, I'm with you. And then, I guess another thing is just kind of a minor thing. I'm looking at Pittsburgh's practice squad. They do have a couple former Packers on there, one on offense, one on defense. I, I doubt they said much because they were backup guys who were always practicing with guys like John Leglue and Delonte Scott. But there, there's always knowledge to be found. When you're, Everybody at Packers Place seems to have former um, Packers hanging around. That guy, the Lions had, had half their guys former Packers, it seemed like. Um, it just has something about the Packers. That the guys that they cut get picked up. For sure. And, and, and I guess one thing that might have affected the, the over-under, which, again, we'll get to in a couple of minutes, I'm looking at the weather for Sunday, and it's uh, about a 75% chance of rain. Throughout, so that could be. What time? It's supposed to start around later. It's supposed rain starts start around two o'clock Wisconsin time and continue to about seven thirty or so. So it looks like it might be raining throughout the game. That's basically throughout the game. Um, That'll be interesting. That makes it. That makes even more thinking it's going to be both teams might want to keep the ball on the ground more. Is it going to be windy as well, or just rain? Does it say on your weather report? Uh, let me check for sure on Sunday. It just says cloudy, a couple of showers, average wind about seven miles an hour, so not not a ton of wind, but just and wind. I, I remember talking to guys when I, when when I covered, you know, for for years, talking to coaches about you know weather, and they said, "Listen, rain, we can handle rain. It's the wind when it's windy and rainy is when and things get out of control." Um, it was just a you know. 
sometimes rain helps helps the offense because they know where like a, a receiver knows where he's going to go. The the quarter does it, so he's more liable to slip on a wet surface and go down, and then leaves the receiver even more wide open, or you know, lets him break but a, a ten yard pass into a twenty five yard pass. So it'll be, but it'll be interesting. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a good game. I really do. I'm looking forward to it. I don't think, you know, I know a lot. Everyone's on the Packers um, because of that. Like you said, they, they they're coming off two good wins. Steelers are coming off two losses, so it's easy to point to that and say the Packers are going to win this game. And, and they are home. I guess, like I said before, fortunately this game is in Lambeau. But I just don't see the Steelers rolling over and and playing dead. I mean, they're that that that's a that's a good coaching staff. Um, yeah, better. Ben, Ben isn't Ben, but he's still, he's still. I've, there's a lot of quarterbacks I'd rather face than Ben Roethlisberger, even though he's getting older and doesn't have what he used to have. He's still, he's been there. He's won a lot of big games. For sure, I'm glad you brought up the coaching staff because I don't, I, I agree with you. I, I think Mike Tomlin's one of the top coaches in, in the league. I don't think he gets enough credit anymore because you, you never see Pittsburgh really get blown out. They lose. And they, they, they'll. I think I don't think they're a, w- a winning record team this year, but they're, I don't think they're going to ever lose a game by more than two scores. And they're a team that they're going to be in there every game. They've always played Green Bay tough. Obviously, we know the Super Bowl. They made a good comeback in that one back in 2011. They were able to come back and beat a Hundley-led Packers team a few years ago. They're they're a team that's going to play you tough, no matter what, how old they are, how how hurt they are. They're going to be a challenge. But it's a big thing. I like Mike Tomlinson. I'm sorry. No, you're right. Yeah, I, I think Tomlin's just they could not have found a better coach to replace Cower and fit that team than Mike Tomlin all those years ago. Well, people like to people criticize him, and I just like Steeler fans, especially. Oh, this, that, and other thing. And I guess it's just fans being fans, and you know, it's expecting to go undefeated every year. But the guys, like you said, they never, they rarely, if ever, get blown out. Um. They win games they're not supposed to sometimes, which kind of, again, scares me a little bit this week. I mean, nobody had them beating the Bills opening day, but they did. Um, and even the loss, like, you know, the, the, the Bengals beat them last week. That was one of those things, I guess, that happened. It's a division game. Bengals might be better than people think, um, better than I think, or better than I thought. I mean, they, they do have some good young talent on the team, and Packers will see them next week, which will be also an interesting game. Um, but yeah, but getting back to this, and again, another aspect of the game that we have to talk about because and almost killed the Packers last week, the special teams. You know, that game that was in hand. That game was looking like it was in hand. It was going to be, I don't know. I mean, total blowout, but it was seventeen nothing with you no know, waiting minutes of the first half, and they're in. The Packers special team strikes again. They leave up. They, they give up a 68-yard kickoff return, which leads to an easy, to, you know, an easy drive for a touchdown for the 49ers. And that turned the whole. To me, that that turned the whole game around. That that allowed the Niners back in the game. It gave them momentum going into the half. Um, and uh, you know, we know what happened after the Niners took the lead. Packers won a great rally at the end. But I, I think without that kickoff return. I don't think it's a guy. I think the not the Packers kind of cruised that way last week. I don't know if you agree or not, but um, I know you know. I just think that 
plays like that at the end of a half often can, can really turn things around, and I think that it did. No, you're you're spot on, and I think the two the two biggest plays of the game were at the end of the first half, at least as far as keeping the Niners in it. Was the obviously the kick return, and then obviously the missed grounding at the end of the first half, yep. right? which would have ended the half with, with with no points. But yeah, that kickoff return was was huge, and that was from. I haven't a chance to watch it back too much, but from what I saw, it looked like the two guys who missed their lanes might have been Kylan Hill and Rivers, who who cut inside and left that lane wide open and let the blockers get a steal. And that, and that's gonna that comes down to discipline in special teams. You have to hold, keep your lane. You cannot you cannot deviate. You gotta know know your 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 alley. You cannot avoid that. And year after year, we see these younger players keep on making the same mistake. It doesn't matter which younger player, but different younger players are making that mistake over and over. And even the game-winning field goal was, if that snap is even six inches away, it's blocked. Like, if that process isn't as smooth as it was, that field goal is blocked and the Niners get the win. Like, it, it, it was that close. And luckily Crosby was, was true. Bohorkas has been a good find as a punter. Bradley's been snapping better since Scott got cut. It seems like, and the, the that side of special teams is good. The coverage units and the return game have been dreadful. Punt coverage has been better than kickoff um, because of the punt. I think the punter has made all the difference in the in, in the punt coverage because he's been angling them pretty well. That was a great trade. That was a, that that might be one of the better moves Packers have made in a while. I mean. Um, this is a big upgrade going from J.K. Scott to um, Corey. Um, yeah. yeah, I was surprised Buckle was going to go last year. It was money, right? You think so, but, but, he's, but he's still pretty young, which was yeah. Oh, I would. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm with you. I'm, you don't let I don't let the leading punter in the league go. Um, and the Rams, I'm surprised the Rams kept Tackler. I guess they in loyalty there maybe a little bit. I don't know, but I'm just it worked out fine for the Packers. Um, they kick off coverage, like you said in. You know, somebody told me this. I don't. I don't know how much credence to, 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 to put into this, but so many kickoffs now are not returned because they just, they go in the end zone, out of the end zone. That when they are returned, they're not. You're not ready for them. like the play, and, that, and that, that's the, and that's no excuse. I mean, you, if you're on a kick kick coverage team, you got to be expecting a kick to, to be returned. But I, again, somebody in the league told me this that and it's happening around the league that. You, you're just kind of expecting it to go in the end zone. You're, you're kind of like not, you're not focused maybe, and that's what happens. You know, they do bring it out. I think that the kick the Niners brought out that was like one yard deep maybe when he brought it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and again, you got you know, listen, I'm not going to criticize Mason Crosby because he actually made the tackle play too. But kick it out, just you know, when you just kick it out the end zone. Don't don't play, just kick it. <laughs> Um, I worry every time the Packers kick, kick off that the other team's going to bring it back. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. And I, I wonder, and that's another way where if it, if it is raining, that could be a factor against at Lambeau if, if for, for, for both kickers. Kylan Hill's been decent as a kick returner. Murray Rogers not as much as a punt returner, but Hill can get off field pretty quick. So if, maybe if he can get something going, plant his foot and go. That could be a little bit of a turn for Mo Drayton's squad on the on 
in our in Green Bay's favor for once on special teams. But it's going to be interesting to see. I wonder if the year goes on, if Bajorquez maybe gets a few looks at kickoffs when it gets colder. Just maybe just even just to save Mason's leg a little bit for a guy who's getting who's getting up there for for a kicker. I'm glad you mentioned Hill. Um, I'm 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 wondering if we're going to see a little more of him in the offense. Um, I mean, on those like remember what they used to do with uh, Ty Irvin on the little little jet sweeps and uh, motion plays and um, he hasn't done anything yet, but I'm just wondering if and when we're going to see see him because he was pretty impressive in, in preseason. To a guy I know it's preseason, and a lot of guys he were, that he was playing against or you know, on, on practice squads or not even in the league now. So there's a difference. But he, he, he showed me he has, like you said, he has that explosiveness. He has some quickness to him. Um, I think he could help the offense a little bit. I'm with you. I, th- I think we may see more Aaron Jones in that spot too, especially if, it, if it's a bad weather game. That could be primed to have Jones run those jet sweep motions. That'll draw either Schobert or Bush toward him. And you can pound it with A.J. Dillon, who can wear down a defense who's not going to be able to get good footing trying to get a field. If that field is wet, that could play in the Packers' favor, especially the offensive line's favor, because they'll, be they'll be used to the terrain a little bit more. They can probably have the right length of spike to get in there to really kind of push. And Pittsburgh, if they're sliding a little bit, that's a, that's a recipe for A.J. Dillon to have a big day. I'm glad you said it. That's the other thing. Yeah, it's... He's about due for one. I mean, we've been talking him up. Everybody's been talking about him since since preseason, since before the preseason. That, you know, Dylan and Jones, well, we haven't really seen a lot of AJ. I mean, he's got a couple of, he's got a handful of carries only so so far. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and again, I don't know what's going through Matt LaFleur's, you know, head right now, what his game, what the game plan is, but everything that, that, you're, that, that we're saying, well, let's see now. Um, and, all, and it all adds up to it, like running the ball more, more Dylan. Um, you never know. You know, he may come out and this might be a game where, where Alan Lazard has a big game. You know, that's the good thing about the Packer offense. There, there's plenty of pieces. And if you try to take one thing away, they can go other ways. Um, but, but we'll see. I mean, what about, let me ask this. What did you make of him picking up another tight end? I think it's just depth. Um, I, I think Allen can do anything. More snaps for DeGuara is likely than with Daphne out. This guy's just, he's going to be an insurance policy if something were to happen to DeGuara, who we've seen now has bad a couple injuries in his career. If Mercedes Lewis ages quicker, if something were to happen to Tony, it's, it's, I think it's just more an insurance policy. I doubt he'll even be active. Yeah, I, I was, I, I just, I, they must like. I mean, they 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 must like. They must have liked him a little bit last year. I don't know. Because I, I was just surprised they went tight end. I just thought there were other. Because I thought. I mean, unless is Daphne hurt worse than we think? Well, they, well, they put him on. They put him on IR pretty quick after that injury, and it's a hip. So that's what I'm thinking. Like I was thinking it was going to be a three week. You know, he'll be back, but maybe not. Um, that's, I, and that's the only thing I was thinking there. Maybe he's not coming back as quickly as I thought, anyway. Um, and I thought they had the kid on the practice squad. He's not a kid, but um, the guy on the practice squad, uh, Kafusi. I thought he would be the, the. I thought he was the insurance policy. But maybe I, I guess they. 
I guess they just like this. They must have just liked this guy and picked him up. I didn't know much about him. I don't know much either. He's from Georgia Tech, 6'4", 254. He did play some special teams last year, so maybe that I'm thinking maybe that was part of the deal. Maybe that yeah. he does have experience on on coverage teams. And um, I can. That could be. I mean, again, I think it was a tight end who missed the block on that last field goal that almost got blocked because he slid inside and let the edge get free. And, and you got to think this guy is going to be able to be a block. I mean, playing at Georgia Tech, they don't exactly throw the ball all over the yard. Not at all. So yeah, no, no. He's he's a he's more than he's more than he's more Mercedes Lewis than he is Robert Tanya. I'm not saying he's Mercedes Lewis, but he's more. More that build, more that kind of guy. I think more of an inline blocker. Um, he had a couple catches, but not. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. You know. He's not. He's not gonna become a big part of the offense that way. I don't think. I was like, you know. Um, now they're gonna. What do you think of them? With the Darius now, probably. I mean, they're hoping he comes back late in the year. I'm gonna say he's probably not gonna play this year. Would you go out and I'd, – I'd, I'd be on the – I mean, I think they are anyway, but I think they got to go out and get another pass right. I think it's likely the question is who's out there and and at what price. Right. And that's going to be the – I have the guy. I have the guy. Who are you thinking? John Simon? No. Whitney Merciless. Merciless. Houston. Oh, I guess Merciless. I didn't, I didn't even think – I didn't even think about Merciless. Merciless. Yeah, I mean, he's my guy. I, I loved him coming out. Uh, he went two picks ahead of the Packers, and the, the Packers took Nick Perry. He's 31, so he's not, you know, he, it, it, this would be for now. I mean, Houston's going nowhere, right? I mean, why? And, you know, he's one of their better players still. Um, wouldn't they want a draft pick for him or a young player or something? I mean, he's, if and when Houston gets good again, he's going to be done. So why not get something for him? And, and he's very affordable this year. You know, I think his cap hit would only be like a little over a million. Yeah, I. I so that, he's I, my guy. That's who I want. I would love that guy. I, I, I like Merciless to Illinois. He was fun to watch. It looks. He went two picks ahead of the Packers in that draft. Yeah. The but question. The question then is though he's he has two sacks. And he, and he has two sacks this year already. Yeah, and, and he, again, he'd be a rental. Well, you see, I mean. If, I mean, you could rent him. I mean, you get him this year, and then you see how things go. Zadarius might not. I mean, I don't think he's. I hate to say this, but I don't think he's back. I think a back injury and his contract and everything else. He he may have played his last game as a pack. I was thinking the same thing. That's yeah, I'm with you on that. That's I think he might as well because they have to they have to make some financial choices. Yeah, backs are bad, and back injuries. are I've seen back injuries just ruin careers. Especially, you know, he's not he's not old, but he's not young. I mean, um, I think that's why they. I, I think that was one of the main reasons they let Corey Lindsley go. Um, this past off season was, you know, remember last year he, he had a couple back injuries. Now he didn't he didn't even have surgery, but he he had a his back start flaring up every once and again, and I think they decided right then and there, okay, we're not. We're not going to give a bunch of money to to a guy with a bad back. I'm with you. The same with with Bullock is we've had some lower body issues, the lower back stuff like that. And 
And with the way Preston Smith is playing right now, I can definitely see that. Smith's been good all around. There's that issue mm-hmm. at times with the edge, too, so he hasn't been the greatest run defender. Oh, no, he's the pass rush. Where I think I think like Smith and Gary might be better, more all-around guys. And I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people are comparing him to Nick Perry, but Perry was a good run defender as well when he was out there. Yeah, I think that's what made the three of them a nice combination. You know, um, and I think Merce. That's what I'm saying. If, if, I think I don't. I, I'll be honest. I haven't watched Houston a whole lot. I, I you know I see his I see his stats. I see what he does. I think Merciless would be. I don't. I'm not sure he's a great run guy, but if you if they were to get a guy like him, you know, you bring him in on third down, you know, just let him be your, give him twenty some snaps a game, whatever, let him go after the quarterback. Um, I think that, I I, I kind of think that's what he he might be even doing that in in Houston. Now. I, I'd have to take a snap count, but I don't think he's out there every. I don't think he's playing like eighty percent of the snap. No, um, not anymore he, for sure. But he can still get to the quarterback. Like I said, he had in three games. He had he has two sacks in three games. Um, I think he had a pretty big sack in their opener uh, that they won against Jacksonville. I think he had a pretty key sack against um, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you, you very well might be. I'm looking at the guys who are out there in, as in free agents right now, and there there's not much. Trent Murphy is probably the most likely, but like Bruce Irvin. John Simon. You're still out there. If, if, if you're unemployed at this point, there's probably a reason. Yeah. Like, I know the name that got brought up a lot of social media was Olivier Vernon, but he's coming off an Achilles injury. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want, I'm, they're going to have to trade. They're, they're going to have to give up something. And, you know, I don't know what Houston would want in exchange, but, I mean, they, they can't ask for too much, I don't think, right? I mean, no, I mean, they gave up a fourth for Randall oh. Cobb. Yeah. And they, well, they've made it. That, that's the other thing. The, the Packers and Texans have already made two trades this offseason. You know, the, the Packers got Cobb for a six, and then they sent him to our Holman, who they cut, for a seven. So they, there's history between the two general managers. You know, they, they, they work well together, obviously. So, um, let's, let, let's do it again. That's what, that, that's my thinking. Even they might want a young player on the Packers. I mean, you know, like I said, Houston's a team that's definitely in a rebuild mode. So why not? I mean, maybe they want him. I don't know. Maybe they wanted a, a younger guy on the on on the team that and that isn't even that's not playing for Packers, but a young offensive line. The Packers have depth in certain areas that they could. Um, maybe maybe they, maybe they maybe they like a Chauncey Rivers. I don't know. I mean, because if you're getting the linebacker, you like you know you can give one up. Um, give him a pick and a pick and a uh, give him a mid round pick and a, and a and a young player. Why would Houston not want that? I mean, it gives them, like I said, but if and when Houston gets good again, Merciless isn't going to be part of that part of that program. He's going to be long gone by then. Agreed. Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought of that. I hadn't even thought about trades. And I think that's yeah. I would love to bring Miss Ridley Merciless in. You put him on the edge. You move Gary inside to power to bull rush. You have. Burke's coming through there. You get pressing on the other side. That's suddenly a pretty potent pass rush, and they're and they're going to need that as the year goes on. So yeah, I'd be all in favor of bringing in Whitney Merciless, and I think and he's a guy who deserves to get out of Houston. He, he's been good for long enough that he deserves a chance to win some stuff. Yeah, I mean Houston had. I mean let's not pull. Houston had their little run. They were 
they won the division a couple of years. They made the playoffs, but that you know that runs over. And their their their, their, well, their quarterback situation is is what it is. We don't know what's going to happen there. But right now, they're one of the worst teams in the league. Absolutely. So let's take a look at some of the numbers here. Uh, the spread right now is Green Bay minus six and a half. That's a lot of points for two historically very good teams. Yeah, you don't see the Steelers getting six and a half too often. Not, no, especially for a team who two weeks ago betters are kind of left for dead. Like Packers have been favored in the last couple of games, but a lot of the talk had been, are they a team for real this season in Green Bay after that New Orleans game? And now they're touchdown favorites at home against against a team who's consistently been a playoff contender for the better part of 45 years. That's all yeah. have. But the Steelers and Packers are a lot alike in history. I mean, both had their dynasties. The Lombardi dynasty with the you know back back in the day, and then the Chuck Knoll, um, you know, I guess the Steelers stayed more consistent. But the Packers were were better sooner. But then, um, and they both you know they both in recent times, they're, they're both always like they're always in the playoffs. Both teams are almost always in the playoffs. And I and like I always say, once once you get to the playoffs, who knows anything can happen. I mean, the best team. A lot for a lot of years, the best team never went to the Super Bowl. Like the top seeds were never going. Um, and the Packers, I think the Packers aren't the Packers and Steelers. Well, I guess the Giants did it once too. But I know the Packers and Steelers both won Super Bowls all on the road, winning three road games to to win a Super Bowl. Um, well, I guess Tampa did it last year too, didn't they? No, but then then they had the damn Super Bowl at at home. So I don't know if that counts or not. Um, but yeah, they, they, they were the first two. Steelers and Packers, I believe, were the first two teams to do that, to win all, to, to have to win every playoff game on on the road, on the way to winning the Super Bowl. But I mean, both you know, storied story franchises, great fan bases. Like I live in South Carolina now, and I meet. I mean, well, there's a ton of Steelers fans here, um, but but Packer fans are everywhere. Same with and Steelers fans are everywhere. They're not just in Pittsburgh and in Green Bay. You I mean you go anywhere and you meet, you know. Steelers fans and Packers fans. Um, so yeah, I think it's. I'm, I mean, Patriots aside, because they're in a recent dynasty, I guess. Um, I would, but I, I would think the Steelers and Packers might be the two most story franchises in the league. I mean, the Cowboys have their thing too, and all that. But I'm, if if you hold me to one in the NFC and one in the AFC, I'm going to say Packers Steelers. No, I was, I was going to say the exact same thing. I feel like they're. Especially since the late 60s, and even go back going back to the 60s for Green Bay, they are the two most iconic franchises. They've been the consistently winning teams. Green Bay a little more recently, Pittsburgh a little more consistently, but all they do is get to the postseason year after year after year. And like you said, Pittsburgh is always there, and they've had three coaches since 19, basically 1971. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. I was going to say that. That's the to me the most amazing thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they you know, yeah Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tom, that's it. They don't fire they don't fire their coach, their coach re- retires after a hundred years. Yeah, but the Rooneys have been loyal to their guys, and they've hired three good coaches too. 
I mean, that's not like they, you know, they didn't hire Phil, Phil Bankston. <laughs> you know, they didn't. Or Dan Devine. I was waiting for you to make bring that name up and for me to want to break my computer. <laughs> but since then, the Packers have been pretty good. With, I mean, Mike McCarthy, the end wasn't very good, but he was. I still think Mike McCarthy had a good had a good coaching career in Green Bay. I mean, he won a Super Bowl and went to the playoffs. And I like what he's doing in Dallas this year. So far. Looks pretty good, yeah. Last year, you know, well, you, when when you lose your quarterback, all 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 bets are off. But that that Dallas offense looks pretty good. So yeah, he's doing something right there. And he hired a good defensive coordinator, and he's letting him do his, and he's letting him do, you know, what he, which, is, which is kind of what he did in Green Bay. He hired Capers and let Capers do what what Capers did. Agreed. And so again, Green Bay minus six and a half over under forty five and a half. Again, I think they're projecting some weather there. That's a pretty low total, especially compared to last week, or I think it was 51.5 against San Francisco. And I think even higher with the Lions. That's a, low, that's a low number for a Green Bay game, believe me. That's a low number. Yeah, that's, so, I mean, so. that's just over, it's, just, it's a half point better than a 24-21 game. Mm-hmm. Well, Pittsburgh, now, the Steelers haven't scored a first quarter point in like, I don't know, was it 12 straight games or something? Yeah, it's almost like, you know, it's, 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 I think it's been over, it's been, it's, since the very beginning of last season. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's another thing too for the Packers. The Packers need to get out to a lead because then they then they then they can dictate on both sides of the ball. If they're winning, if if they're up ten nothing, then they can do what they want offensively, and they can also it might take Najee Harris a little bit out of the game if the Steelers you know the fall behind. Although knowing Tom, he'll he'll still run down down ten nothing, but but you but you're putting a little more pressure on. On Ben, that point. And granted, Ben has thrown 103 passes, 130 passes in three games. He threw, I think, 58 last week. That's that's a lot. That's a lot for a guy. That's that's a lot for for anyone. So, all right, we're gonna make our picks. Let's make our picks. I'll let you go first, Mark. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna take. I, I think the Packers win, but I think it's gonna be. I don't like the six and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 24-20. Packers. So no, just under and not covering the six and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go 27-21. I think it'll go over, but barely, but I think there's going to be like a backdoor cover by Pittsburgh in a way. Oh, okay. oh, so the Packers will be up by a lot. And then, and then Pittsburgh will get some late. I like yours way better. <laughs> so, if it ends, ends up being six. And you get the over with that, too. Yep, the overall hit late, and it'll be a back to cover, and Scott Van Pelt will be talking about it on Sunday night. It'll be a bad beat. Yeah, so I think we both think Green Bay will get to three and one, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fight. It's gonna be close. Pittsburgh, I'm never gonna count Pittsburgh out though. They find ways to keep things interesting, no matter how old they are, how hurt they are, how bad their offensive line is. They find ways, and. And so we'll have to see. But again, three uh, three twenty five Central Time, Sunday afternoon. Obviously, is your your thing is on Sunday. Enjoy the game. Of course, follow us at Packet A Podcast wherever your podcasts are found. Follow Andy's work on the YouTube channel and follow Mark. Mark, where can people find you? On Twitter, uh, Mark Eckel E C K E L zero eight, and um, I'll be writing uh, for Packer Re- Report right after the game. I'll have my instant analysis up. 
won't be quite as late. I don't have to stay up quite as late as I have the last two weeks. So uh, it'll be up. It'll be up. Give me about a half hour after the game or so. Perfect. And you can find me on Twitter at Mike Wendland, all one word, a W-E-N-D-L-A-N-D-T. A lot of my work is in the broadcasting field right now. I'm doing a lot of high school sports, high school football, getting ready to wrap up in Wisconsin. So that's going to be a lot of what I'm doing the next couple of weeks, getting ready for a lot of some very big games for in central Wisconsin for high school football. You can find that at Zaleski Sports, Z-A-L-E-S-K-I. And, of course, again, follow us. That's Packet A Podcast, social media, and all your favorite platforms. And enjoy the game, everybody. Thank you for joining us. That's been our little preview for the Packers and Steelers from Lambeau Field Sunday afternoon in one of the national games of the week. So for Mark Echo, this is Mike Wendland saying so long, everyone. Enjoy the game. Stay warm. Stay safe. Always carry the G. And go Pack Go.